1: G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos. Today we are talking sell high players. Let's maximize the value on these guys and get you one step closer to a fantasy championship. Let's go. Six. Jordan open. Chicago
0: with the lead. Bryant.
2: to Not a game. Not a game. We talking about practice.
0: LeBron James with no regard for human life. Responsible. Ah, Back out to Allen. His free thrower bang.
1: for three. Wow! Unbelievable. Making it rain in New York. Sure. We the North are now we the champions. Not the destination, but the journey. Mamba out. G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey. You can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at ballboys fantasy basketball, and as always, Callum Mac is here to join us. How are you, mate?
2: I'm doing well um, to all fans. Once again, happy holidays. Uh, it's that time of the year. I'm excited for my holiday, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, holidays are coming in. Uh, for you guys over on the States, it's probably getting pretty cold and pretty wintry over here. We're sweating bullets and uh, uh, sort of living through storms and everything at the moment. Um, so yeah, quite the contrast. Different way of doing our holidays over here, but... It's, uh, it's how we like it. It's how we like it. Um, today, we are talking some sell-high guys. So, last podcast, we had a bit of breaking news. We talked about some buy-low guys. So, if you haven't already, go and check that one out. Uh, but today, some sell-high guys, players who you can trade, get most of the, the maximum value, and, and boost your chances to win your fantasy season uh, by getting a better player in return from here on out. So, let's not waste any time Getting stuck straight into it, Cal. Who is your first sell-high player?
2: Um, So my first sell-high guy is Derek White. Um, Derek White. He has been playing pretty well recently. Um, Probably a a reason maybe even to get him in the trade block. He always has been a bit of a hot-cold player, I'll I'll be honest. There's been times he's been awesome. He gets you some steals and blocks for a guard. um, Can get the assists as well. Uh, Over the past couple weeks, um, he's ranked 51st. Putting up about 17 and a half points, four and a half rebounds, five assists, a block, a steal, um, low turnovers, really good free throw percentage. The field goal isn't quite there, but I mean, there's so many net positives there. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, as I said, last 14 days, he has been pretty hot. Um, when you look at his overall ranking, I mean, preseason was 58. Um, I always thought that was too high. There's no way I was taking him there, but right now it's 51st. M- maybe just because of that preseason value, because of the current, you could put him on the trade block if you wanted. Um, maybe you decide your team isn't doing too well on blocks. You can just get rid of blocks because that's probably one of the main reasons you really have him as a guard. He is really useful in the block category, uh, but I just don't think it's quite sustainable. I, d- I don't know what to say about the Spurs. Um, they are they are a weird team. Dejounte Murray is awesome. I think Derek White can be hot and cold like this. I, For some reason, I just don't quite have enough faith in them. So for that for that reason, I would probably be putting him on the market. But if you're confident in him, if you reached out and you got him at that 58th ranking. You probably would want to hold, but for me, um, I personally would probably put him up on the block and see what's out there. Yeah,
1: he's he's a really funny one because um, I've I've obviously liked Derek White a lot as a fantasy player in the past. Uh, I was going through the season that the stars were aligning there. The DeMar DeRozan um, move obviously freed up a lot of space and usage for him to to take the the reins a little bit more and generate more assists, more points, And, and obviously we love the defensive stats from Derek White, but I don't know. My my confidence in him is, has been shaken. He obviously didn't get off to the best start of the season, but has come good in the last several weeks. I I'm not. I, I never know how to evaluate him because because a lot of people and a lot of fantasy um, like analysts out there, uh, uh, including myself previously, they're very high on Derek White. They like his across the board stat uh, contribution. He was before the last couple of seasons, actually pretty decent in field goal percentage, but that's completely kind of dried up a little bit, and he's, his field goal percentage has dropped uh, fairly rapidly over the last couple of seasons, So, and I don't think it's coming back. I also don't know how he sits in this team long term, and and whether he's even going to be on the Spurs after the trade deadline. He's not as young as we would think. I think he's like in his late 20s or something like that. Uh, doesn't quite match the timeline of this Spurs, and their. Basic rebuild, pretty much. So uh, the Spurs, I don't know. They're not a big team that does a lot of trading at the deadline, but yeah, I, I think he's a he's a slight sell high because, like, like you, I don't necessarily believe in him anymore in in terms of his ceiling and things like that. Um, and if you can you can get someone to sort of buy into the fact that oh, here comes the top fifty, Derek White. Uh, I don't think that that's necessarily going to be the case. So if you can get someone inside the top fifty who obviously you're a bit more confident in, I, I would be happy to sign off on that. And I, I think that's a, that'd be a good trade uh, for, for someone else like that. Say you get uh, Derek White for a... This might be a hard one because he's been playing so well, but a Darius Garland or something like that. I would execute that trade any day of the week, uh, for an example. Um, all right, let's move on to the next guy here. Uh, speaking of Darius Garland, I'm talking about his teammate. It is Jarrett Allen, who... Um, just quietly is just absolutely lighting the league on fire. And do you want to guess what his ranking is the last couple of weeks, Cal? You might already know because we we looked up the rankings for this exercise. Uh, Do you remember what it is? Uh, It was
2: around 30, wasn't
1: it? No, well, not not on the season. For the last two weeks, his his last uh. two weeks, he's actually the uh, the second ranked player over the last fourteen <laughs> days, which is which is pretty crazy. Uh, in the last two weeks, he's been putting up twenty three points, eleven rebounds, two blocks, two assists, shooting eighty percent from the free throw line on five attempts, and seventy seven and a half percent from the field. So those legendary uh, Robert William numbers that we were talking about, but on uh, ridiculous twelve attempts per game. So he's been. Absolutely killing it um, ever since he came back. I think, what, what, what was he away for? Was it a COVID thing or I can't remember. But anyway, ever since he's been back in the roster, he's been just going bananas. Um, he's obviously not going to be the second ranked player. Uh, I think that's pretty clear. Um, but where where are we valuing um, Jarrett Allen? Because look, he was one of those sort of like last reliable big men in the run preseason. We, we, were, we were sort of talking about him and, uh, yuccab and and sort of Zaya Stewart, obviously Jared Allen was the the player to grab there. but but how high can he go and and where where's the line that we want to trade him for a, a better value player?
2: I'll say in the preseason that there was um you know definitely questions around the roster. Uh, we weren't yeah. too sure you got Larry Marken and coming in. you had Mobley, the rookie. yeah, um, but they also got Jared Allen this huge contract, hundred mil, and he is performing um in terms of the rank. I mean, look, current rank for the season is 32.
1: Yeah. I'm just going to say he's just
2: going to maintain around that 30 value. Um, really? you think that was high? He 61, and, and we thought that was a bit high. But dude, the man's field goal is through the roof. He's shooting up. <laughs> 71% on 10 attempts a game. That is such a ridiculous carry. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The, the blocks is, is also there. The free throws don't destroy you. They're not great, but they're kind of manageable. Um, rebounds at 11 a game. Like He almost gets a steal a game, too pretty pretty crazy um i'm looking at the season stuff if you look at the stuff in the last two weeks it's obviously even better yeah um he would be putting up historic field goal numbers about 77 percent yeah um amazing. and you look at the points as well Like even the points it's just you know 20 points 25 28 28 he's he's get he's putting it all together um, yeah and with garland there they obviously seem to be a good combination um i think it is a trend and and i'm um, i'd be keen to Maybe wait it out, but if you wanted to sell high, see what's out there. Um, I mean, you know, go for it. You obviously hit this one out of the park.
1: Yeah, it's um, uh, it's. I, I don't know if I so think of him as like a like a thirtieth kind of ranked player. I think I think the the issue with him having such a high field goal percentage is any dip, even if he goes from like a seventy percent guy to a sixty percent guy, sixty percent is still really good. But it's like, that's a 10% drop, do you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 a, an amazing, amazingly high level on such high attempts that it's such a big boost to that value, and anything you drop from there is a huge hit to his value. Like, he's still not giving you any assists, threes, steals, uh, like, the points, yeah, 17 points a game, but it's not massive, so a lot of his value is in that field goal percentage. Obviously, the rebounds and blocks are there as well, but just a small drop from that historically high level and you you see a big hit to his value. So for me, I'm more valuing him at like that 40 to 50 range, still obviously a lot higher than um, what he was uh, preseason at that 61 preseason ranking. So I think he's probably definitely a top 50 player, probably more likely a top 45, maybe around that 40 mark. But uh, I think he does have room to drop in that field goal percentage a little bit, which will... Bring his ranking back down a little bit further. So, if I'm able to trade him for, you know, potentially someone like uh, Jonas Valanciunas or uh, someone of that nature, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. even is another example. Obviously, you, you have to k- take into account that field goal percentage hit uh, and the, the the threes and things like that. But one of those more surefire guys in the top 40, Demontis Sabonis, is another example. Uh, I, I would be happy to do that. Uh, and just you know, expecting a hit to his field goal percentage, which is you know incredible to say the least. Would you would you execute those kind of trades, or if you got offered that for Jared Allen, are you accepting, or are you a bit more hesitant?
2: Uh, look, Sabonis, I'm definitely taking.
1: Um, even with Jonas, Sabonis is ranked behind him. Let's just let's put that out there. He's the 40th ranked player versus the 32nd. So you know you could probably do that trade.
2: I think that Jonas Valanciunas is obviously getting beefed with oh look, Zion may not return. I don't I've noticed happening with him in yeah, New but yeah. when Zion comes back, Jonas Valanciunas will obviously take a hit. So for that reason, Joe Allen is a safer insurance policy. Fair So enough. maybe yep. I would stay with him. Um who's probably that not so high that. I
1: think that example. Uh the other one was Jaron Jackson Jr. Obviously a different player. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think triple J, I I just, I just love his game. So I I would, I would love triple J unless, unless obviously you're punting threes and and you, you want to look after your field goal percentage and, and Jared Allen is the reason why you're you're competitive in that category. It's a need based thing, but yeah, I would, yeah. Personally on a value point of view rankings, I think JJJ will be higher than, um, Jared Allen this year. It
2: it is really nice to have those players that honestly just carry you like. Jared Allen can win the field goal for you. Yeah, Um, you have like a triple J. He contributes in threes. He gives you good blocks. His rebounds is down, which you do have to account for. His field goal is also down. Having a player like Jared Allen, and I'll be honest, like the rank that's thirty-two, it's kind of being hurt by the three throws a bit. Like he might even pick that up. Like you never really know. But to have someone who shoots such a high um, amount of attempts and also so efficiently. Candice, when you that category, you know, eighty percent of the time, which is such a huge swing. So for that reason, I would be staying outside of Sabonis from what you mentioned. I'd, I'd be staying true to Jared Allen.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. That's that's a that's a. I, I don't mind. I think he's obviously putting up a great season. So I think uh, I think he's someone that obviously, like you said, if you if you got him, you, you hit it out of the park. One more comparison to you. Um, this is not to say that I would do this, but who would you prefer? Say you're a punting f- free throw percentages. Who would you rather, Clint Capella or Jarrett Allen?
2: Um, right one, now, I want Jarrett Allen.
1: Yeah, right. Because one was getting it drafted was a uh, fair up. bit higher. Well, I just think like Jarrett
2: Allen. Like we just know his role now. Is he got yeah. the contract? He's getting the minutes. Mobley can play next to them. Yeah. Um. But that like Hawks roster is deep, man. It's, yeah, it's deep, and I. That's is kind of
1: what's. A is getting closer to. Okongu is getting closer to return as well. We have to take that into account. So I think I'm with you. I, I wouldn't yeah. make that trade. I, don't, I think you aim higher than that. I think Sabonis might be a good target. I think is is someone that we sort of landed on there that, that if you can maybe swing a, a Jared Allen for a Sabonis trade, that that might be something you can look at. Obviously, you're taking a little bit of a hit in blocks there, but uh, you might be able to sort of make that up with something else. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next sell high guy. Who, who have you got for us uh, for the next sell high?
2: Uh, it's a bit of a heat check guy. I'll be honest. Um, Jay Sean Tate. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people picked him up recently. Um, he's up to seventy five percent rusted. So over the past week or so, ever since he put up that big thirty two points, ten yeah. rebounds, seven assists, two steals, and five blocks um, on very efficient shooting as well. Uh, obviously, a lot of people picked him. Up. I would like. I should have seen the percentage that it was on that day because because that would have been. Oh, I picked him up on my team. Yeah. I saw And put those stats. Yeah. I up, wonder what it like, was. Grabbed him straight away. Hopefully he will replicate it. And um, he's been pretty solid since, honestly. Like pretty solid. 15, he's, been eight, he's been amazing.
1: He's been amazing
2: 15-7-4. Yeah. Like, he, he has definitely, obviously, been worth earning. If, if I look like, what his average has been in the past, let's say, the past week, um, he's the 11th ranked player.
1: Yeah. 36 the team. last two weeks.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Um, You know, f- 56% field goal. His shot attempts are like, you know, kind of like in the pain a bit. he there's a bit of a he's kind of like Kawhi Leonard, like from from the highlights. Oh, so wash your wash
1: your it. mouth out, Callum. <laughs> Comparing it to <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, what that thirty-two
2: point game he was playing like Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> in terms of like a best case scenario, what if this guy just for some reason became a superstar? He that's like my comparison. Um, <laughs> right, will he become that? No, of course it, it's incredible. It's a zero point one percent chance that will happen. Um, but yeah. if, firstly seventy five percent of rosters go pick him up if he is available. Oh, absolutely. Um, but otherwise. sell sell this man high obviously he's been killing it there's people out there saying he's like Kawhi Leonard Um, it's right now (laughs) it's the time there is there is one people sell him
1: high there's one people and he's on this (laughs) podcast Uh, so uh, yeah look obviously yeah 36 ranked player the last two weeks is amazing and he is definitely someone that deserves to be rostered and you keep a hold of him if you can't trade him but there's a couple of things that I think there's a reason he's going to drop off. And maybe he's not even rosterable in, in, in a month or two, uh, to be honest. It could swing that way because you've got um, Green, who's out at the moment. You've also got Kevin Porter Jr., who's out at the moment as well. Um, this team is you know, in the midst of the weirdest winning streak uh, in the NBA six right now.
2: The, <laughs> the biggest winning streak in the NBA right now.
1: What the hell is going on? Like, what are we doing here, Houston? Why? <laughs> okay, cool. You won six games in a row, uh, but you're still bad. But th- that, that could flip at any time. You know, they go back to losing. They, they start to experiment with different players. His minutes might come down. His usage might come down. There's a lot of fl- like flux in this team. So, uh, whilst he's hot right now, 36th ranked player the last two weeks, you can spit that out. Maybe, you know, you say, oh, I heard someone called him Kawhi Leonard or whatever and um, and uh, see if you can get someone who's like a top 70, top 75 player. I would I would do that. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely don't expect this to continue. It might continue for a little bit longer whilst those guys are still out. Uh, so you might have a little bit of a window to sell him high. But yeah, I think I think Jay Sean Tate is not this uh, high upside kind of player that we're seeing right now.
2: Yeah, I, look, I 100% agree. Um, put him on the trade block. And look, if you get, say, let's say you get a top 80 guy, like I feel like you'd, yeah. you'd probably do it, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I think that, that that'd be a fairly good value. Someone who you know you're going to put in your starting lineup every night uh, because I don't think Tate is going to be that for the rest of the season. All right, let's go on to the next uh, sell-high guy. And it is uh, a guy who we didn't speak much about the preseason and probably for fairly good reason. Um but he's doing really well right now. He's done well for the entire season. But it's Kelly Oubre Jr. Um, obviously, the Hornets right now are absolutely ravaged with injury and COVID issues and things like that. They're down a lot of players. They're, they're throwing out freaking um, the rookies out at the moment. Book Knight is playing. JT Thor is playing as well. Uh, so they're, they're down a lot of bodies. And Kelly Oubre is one of the big guys stepping up at the moment. Um, he's the 98th ranked player on the season, which is something that I didn't think I would be saying, but in the last two weeks, he is, um, let me just pull this up. The eighth ranked player. The eighth ranked player. Oh oh my God. Okay. I forgot it was that high. (laughs) Um, but yeah, you know, 25 (laughs) points over four and a half threes shooting 52.8%. There, there it is right there. 52.8% field percentage is just ridiculously unsustainable. So, uh, yeah. Easily sell high if you can get someone back who's a top 100, top 80 player, similar to like a Jason Tate, I would be pretty happy to do that because as soon as those guys come back, LaMelo Ball and all those other players that are out at the moment, uh, I think he's going to take a, a fairly sizable hit uh, to his value, which is really only tied to high steal numbers, high threes and points and that ridiculously unsustainable high field goal percentage. So I think uh, most of those are going to drop away. What, what are your thoughts on uh, Kelly Oubre?
2: Um, this man is shooting like Steph Curry. I mean, the past two weeks, <laughs> yeah. four and a half, three-pointers again. game. That's literally what Steph Curry does um, wild, and while he's also shooting 53% from the field. So, obviously, that will come down. Yeah. Um, it has to. Um, another thing that kind of does boost up his overall ranking is his turnovers. Yep. But he always has historically been really good turnovers. Yeah, so, if yeah, you're someone that is. cares about that, I mean, fair enough to you. Um, he's never been over 1.8 turnovers for the whole um, of his career. Uh, we did kind of touch him in preseason. We said, I actually said that um, maybe he will go back to his Washington Wizard ways, where yeah. he will be kind of like that six-man role, come off the bench. Um, obviously, there's a lot of injuries right now in Charlotte, yeah. and he has been absolutely taking advantage of that. Uh, but he kind of has been that similar role. So, I'll just say, look, I called it um, 148 <laughs> preseason. Uh, look, probably I mean, 98th now, the three throws do hurt you. Um, but I, I'd probably ride this out or this pss, put him on the um, on the chip and block because when the players come back, he will um, obviously take a bit of a hit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd probably be valuing him higher than I would a Jay Sean Tate, um, you know, Probably at this stage, because you know, even in the last thirty days in, before the injuries and stuff like that, he's still been like a top fifty-five player uh, in twenty-nine minutes a night. It's it's still the field goal percentage. He's still in that time shooting over fifty percent, which we know with Kelly O'Bray is unsustainable. But he's been weird. He's had highs and lows in his career in terms of that field goal percentage. Last year, obviously, he was terrible in the Golden State system. Um, but he has had periods where he's like a forty-five percent guy. So he it, it could be it could be more that he's just in a better system that suits his talents a bit more and he's playing a bit more confidently. So he might be someone that obviously deserves to be in a roster spot and could be a top 100 player, but I don't think he's going to be a top 50 player. So if you can get anyone back, I would even say top 60, 65. If you can get back someone of that kind of level, I'd be happy to pull the trigger. What What do you think in terms of the the cutoff of what kind of range of value would you accept back in a trade?
2: Um, obviously, I think he will go down when, when they come back. So I'll have to say... Seventy-five.
1: Okay, of that. Yeah, so slightly higher than, than um yeah ch- Tate.
2: But but look, that being said, yeah, slightly higher than Tate. Uh, but that being said, we haven't had Gordon Haywood go down in, with injuries yet. And he kind yeah. is the Gordon Haywood insurance policy. So yeah, it's, it's when coming. that does inevitably happen, yeah. the man will be in the starting lineup again.
1: Yeah, true. So, you know, I think he's obviously, if you can't execute a good trade, you hang on to him and enjoy the ride. But uh, yeah, like we said, uh, aim high because he has had some eye-popping numbers the last couple of weeks. And um, they definitely jump out at you with all those threes, points, and their field goal percentage. So um, yeah, do your best to see if you can swing a swing a big trade there. Uh, All right, let's move on to the last one each. Who is your last sell high there, Cal?
2: Um, So last sell high is Lou Dort. Um, He has been playing really well um, recently, and and those OKC have been coming away with a few wins. Um, The past couple weeks, he's been putting up stats like, you know, close to 20 points a game, 19 and a half, 1.3 steals, 0.7 blocks, slow turnovers. Um, He's been shooting it reasonably well. Um, Obviously, his field goal isn't his strength at all. He's shooting about 14 attempts a game as well. Yeah. Um, so when you do get him, obviously be wary of the field goal um, slumps. But for now, the past couple of weeks he's been shooting okay. 44 ranked. Um, last it's kind of like weeks, a good yeah. time in terms of you know mid December. You can say you know this maybe he's gonna um, heat up like this for the rest of the season. He had a 28 point game last game. Shut down Shea. You know all this,
1: yeah all these scenarios you can throw out there. Exactly,
2: as he's weighs the word, his three-point per game has been really good. 3.2, three-pointers game is is excellent, Um, good turnovers. So there's definitely an argument there for him. And for someone that was preseason ranked at 183, um, I did kind of mention him a few pods ago saying he probably was due for a bit of a... Um, a, a hot game, but he's been hot for weeks now. Yeah, <laughs> so I several think it's weeks. Time to potentially let's try and sell him high.
1: Yeah, let, let's try cash out for sure. Like his, you know, he's had some twenty-seven point games and a twenty-eight point game most recently. He had a thirty-four point game back in November. Like he's been, uh, he's been putting up a lot of points. And uh, look, that uh, they they need a lot of offense down there at OKC. But I, I don't think that Dort is look. He's averaging 19.5 on the season. I can see that coming closer back to like 16 or 15 points per game. The 3 is coming down closer to 2 per game. And, you know, just a few fewer free throws attempted. And outside of that, you know, 0.7 blocks has never really been his thing. He's been a good steals guy, so maybe the steals hold true where they are. Uh, but just a few dips in a lot of other categories. He's, he's not someone who's especially good at any one thing. Um, so for that reason, especially in a head-to-head league, he's, he's not super valuable uh, for, for that reason. But again, in a roto league, maybe he's a bit better in terms of not hurting you anywhere. But I just think that if you can, if you can get someone who's top 60, uh, top 70 value for, for Dort, then, then you'd absolutely pull the trigger. Uh, a lot of these guys, I yeah. guess we are valuing a pretty similar and they are a similar kind of vein of players, but uh, they have been uh, lighting up the league recently. Um, and I think uh, I think it's a little bit unsustainable.
2: Yeah, that's probably the the main theme, isn't it? Unsustainability and and yeah. sometimes you just need to get rid of them when they're hot. Yeah, um, but yeah, Lou do I do likely do Um The steals of that oh, James Harden stopper.
1: Yeah, we we'll keep referencing that playoff series uh, back in the day when uh, when OKC was in the playoffs. Uh, that was only a couple of seasons ago. It's kind of crazy to think about that and their their team right now. That uh, Lou Dort has been uh, in a in a game seven uh, playoff game at this stage, and now he's he's on this Thunder team. Uh, let's throw it over to the last uh, sell high player. And it is Desmond Bain uh, of the Memphis Grizzlies who is uh, playing really well. He had one randomly weird down game where they absolutely destroyed the OKC Thunder, obviously, uh, with the biggest margin of victory in NBA history. So he obviously didn't need to exert himself too much in that game. But outside of that putting up lots of points, lots of threes in the absence of Ja Morant. The, the steals are also uh, up a little bit higher than, than we would typically see for him. So I think he is definitely someone similar to how we talked about some of these other guys. Although of everyone we've talked about, I would, I would rate Desmond Bain the highest in terms of like the uh, Kelly Oubre's, the Tate's the Lou Dortz, um, all of those kind of players. outside uh, like the first two with Wyatt and Allen that we mentioned. I think that Bain is probably like that third highest in value in that kind of list. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on Desmond Bain and, and what would you accept back in a, in a trade if you're trying to sell high?
2: Um, I'm a big fan of Desmond Bain. I was high going into the draft. You were? I thought he was he was definitely on my sleeper list. And I mean, the past 14 days, 40th ranked. Uh, yeah. It's pretty wild, 50% from the field. Um, really good points at about 17 and a half. Um, the good thing about him actually for, from like, I, I do have a punt assists um, team out there and he, he's point guard efficient. Yeah. Um, he, 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 sorry, he, he can play that role. So got eligible, for a yeah. team like mine, when I've only got the one point guard, it can be useful for that reason. Um, so yep. if you're out there and what a bit of a trade for, maybe you need that point guard. He is a good fit for that yep. build. Yep. Um, good shout. But yeah, 3.3 point is a game. Um, Desmond Bain, 40th current ranked in the past 14 days. Yeah, um, I, I think, obviously, the one main thing is John Rant will be coming back, so yeah. when that does happen, he take a little bit of a hit, but he, he honestly has been pretty sustainable so far this season, so I'm not really too worried about him at all.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do view him as like a top 80 kind of player, maybe a top 75 even uh, kind of player, but like John ja Morant just changes this team so much. His uh, and I think he's shooting fifty percent from the field the last uh, couple of weeks as well. And I think that will drop down closer to forty six, forty-seven percent, which you know, takes away some of the threes, takes the points away, and then when you also take away the usage as well. Um, you know, he goes back to, you know, scoring 14 to 15 points a game, shooting maybe like 2.33s, lower field goal percentage. And, and that's just when all your value is there. Like he's only putting out 1.9 assists, you know, less than a block a game, you know, not many attempts at the free throw line, even though he's shooting 90%. Uh, and you know, just over a steal a game, which is, which is good, but, but not excellent. There is a, a few, few, there's not, not too much else outside of the points, threes, and the efficiency to, to love with, with, um, with Bane. So, when, when that usage drops down, his ranking will, will drop a fair way as well. So, uh, I'd be accepting anything inside the top 50, uh, anything maybe if it's someone that definitely fits your need inside the top 60 for, for him as well. Uh, but, like I said, compared to like your Tates, your Oubris, your Dorts, I would be valuing Bane uh, slightly higher in like a tier higher than those other guys because there is a level of sustainability to him and what he is doing because he will remain a starter when Jar comes back.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, I I was going to say about top 60 to 65. Yeah. Anything below that, I'd obviously very seriously consider probably getting rid of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think, I think he, he's in for a big season. We, we did highlight him in our Sleepers uh, podcast uh, way back in the preseason. So hopefully, hopefully you listened to Callum, uh, probably more than myself, and uh, you picked him up and drafted him in your league. So congrats if you did. Uh, that'll do it for us today, guys. Make sure you give the video a big thumbs up. Uh, as we are doing a lot at the moment, we're requesting, if you want to help the show out, if you enjoy the content, if you love fantasy basketball, if you love us, the ball boys, make sure you give our podcast a rating over on iTunes, a five-star rating if you, if you like the podcast. Uh, We would be very thankful uh, and very appreciative. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.